Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is really working. This is working over Skype. I can I can feel the magic from here, guys. Of course. I um I immediately woke up with that song in my head because I was having a horrible nightmare um that was i was being hunted and the hunter kept playing that song like through the forest (laughs) (laughs) and uh it was just like over and over and over again and then i woke up and i said aloud the hunter was me (laughs) and i (laughs) said it aloud to myself then i was like what am I in a fucking movie right now? The hunter is me. Get a better line, you idiot. <laughs> is that why you decided to wear your butter-colored mesh today? Yeah, you did. Subconsciously. Damn right. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. You're right. The, the hunter is, is me. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a great encapsulation of how your brain works. That yes. your in your horror is soundtracked by. Mm. Why don't you feel me? <laughs> That's really. It really tells us a lot. I feel like it just makes me think of all those movies that have the fun songs in horror scenes. And you know what? It gets me every time. It's always upsetting. Like Brick House. Mm-hmm. In a, what was that? In House of a Thousand Corpses? Or was that mm. in Devil's Rejects? I uh, believe that was in Devil's Rejects. Ugh. How can you distinguish just between like, those two films? Uh, they are wildly different. Uh, Devil's yes. Rejects is more akin to an action movie, while House of a Thousand Corpses is closer to a traditional horror flick. All right. I accidentally watched one of the, I don't even remember which one it was, but I was there am a motel? Was there a motel scene? Uh, yes. You watched Devil's Ugh. Rejects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rough scene, man. That's a that really one, rough That one scene. stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Oh yeah, I like a, an occasional horror film, and like afterwards, it's like I was like that that the children's book. There's a. Do you guys ever read the James Stevenson children's book? It's like an old man telling uh, his grandkids stories, and then there's one book where he talks about how he accidentally in the stories he's always a little boy, uh, and then uh, the one Princess of the books, Bride. <laughs> in one of the books, the, the the story is about how he accidentally wandered into this haunted house, and then when he walks into the haunted house, he's a little boy, but when he comes out, he's the old man. Ah. And that was me after I accidentally watched <laughs> Devil's well, Rejects. Well, that one's, that one's closer to movies like I Spit on Your Grave. Um, yeah. Like, uh, what is it, Last House on the Left? Like Day m- of more- the Woman. Day of the Woman, yeah, yeah, Good yeah, yeah. Lord, that yeah. movie. I have never, uh, I yacked while I watched that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one got me. And I love horror movies, and Day of the Woman made me throw up. Actually, I've never seen Day of the Woman. It's just, she just keeps getting caught, and yeah. they just keep doing horrible things to her, and then she gets away, and then she gets caught again, and then she gets away, and then she gets caught again, and then it, the rest of it is about her slow, insane revenge. <laughs> that part sounds fun. Oh, yeah, all those movies have revenge. Except for Devil's Rejects, which has none whatsoever. No, 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 no. But also, Molly, never watch Day of the Woman. Ever. You hear me? Look me in the eyes. (laughs) Never watch it. Okay? I promise. You guys talking about revenge reminded me that it is summer, and I have not been watching my summer show, which is Revenge. What's Revenge? Ooh, Revenge. It's on (laughs) Netflix, and it is a delight. It is the best summer show. If It is all about um, murder and intrigue and revenge that needs to be done. And it there is like a million seasons of it, so it's like the gift that keeps on giving. It's total trash. If you don't remember what happened in the last episode, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and it is like it, it all takes place uh, in the Hamptons, and so it's like Ooh. rich beach people trash, and it's just <laughs> so good. Oh, and the main character is called Emily Thorne, or is she? <laughs> Ooh. Dun dun dun. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't even remember if there's murder. I called it a murder mystery, but I don't even know if there's murder. There's just a lot of twists. I'm sure there's a Wait, murder. Wait, why do you say, yeah. or is she? What does that mean? What well, do you mean, I don't want to give away too much, <laughs> but I, I, I'm I, just going to leave it there. Or is she? <laughs> <laughs> it is, you guys, if you like spicy things, which I do, it's my favorite genre. It is like, it is like a beach novel like brought to life and it used to be i think on abc or something so mm-hmm. it has all the yeah. like uh, all the kind of rough around the edgesness um and by rough around the edges i mean like too too smooth around the edges of a like of a network primetime show oh Hell was, yeah it was inspired by the count of monte cristo Interesting. Oh! I just imagine tiny horses running on the beach, but like very, very small horses. Porcelain horses. Now you shall not be ashamed to speak of it in your salon. Oh, it's very dignified. Uh, there's lots of sex. There's yeah! lots of beach sex. Um, and there's lots of like... Um, kind of eat the rich like there's like like rich enemies like Emily Thorne she wants to like get revenge obviously and she wants to get it on these really really rich people in the Hamptons and so it just scratches all sorts of itches <laughs> or is it <laughs> oh, I, just, I just love the random questions about what they are doing but what is it about though it, there's no murder in it uh, so basically Emily Thorne uh, her family, her dad, was wronged by this other family, um, like, when she was a kid. It messed up her whole life, and she Freddie's now... upset about it, too. <laughs> <laughs> she now is an adult, and as an adult, she has come it, it, to right the wrongs that were done to her dad that messed up her whole life, and so she needs to get revenge on the family that wronged her dad. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Let, let me give you a synopsis of the pilot, just to maybe wet your palate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Please wet me, wet me, wet me, Marcus. <laughs> As the Hamptons prepares for another summer, new arrival Emily Thorne makes her presence known by gaining access to the exclusive social circle of business mogul Conrad Grayson and his socialite Grace. wife, Victoria. But it soon <laughs> becomes clear that this young woman has a dark past. Oh. Known in another life as Amanda Clark, her world came crashing down when her father was falsely accused of channeling money to a terrorist organization. <laughs> After It was the mid-2000s, you had to have terrorism. After years of careful preparation, Emily is determined to seek vengeance on the people who destroyed her father's life by making their lives come crashing down around them. Because when everything you love has been stolen from you, the only thing you have left is revenge. Revenge! Revenge! Oh my god, I have to watch this? Why am I not watching this show? You'll love it. What? What? You've never... Why have we never talked about this? I actually can't believe we've never talked about this. I just assumed that we had and I had forgotten. Mm-hmm. I'm thrilled that you that I that we haven't because you should watch. You you will. It is the perfect summer show, Jackie. I know you're in LA and it's summer all the time, but <sighs> it is. No, perfect... I need it. I don't want to go outside. It's over a hundred degrees right now. That's I need to sit and watch Revenge. It is a perfect summer show, and there's just like there's not as many bitches as there are in Pretty Little Liars, but there's like a queen bitch, and Ooh. that's one of the people. Who uh, Emily Thorne or is she is taking down? <laughs> and oh my God, you are gonna love it! And there is like a lot of great sex with like multiple different attractive men suiting Emily yes. Thorne. It's like it's got all yes. the things you want. Oh yeah, and it sounds like it's got that nice mix because the uh, synopsis for the second episode starts out with Emily juggles with family. Emily juggles working with family friend Nolan Ross, going on her first date with Conrad's son Daniel. Ooh. And taking down her father's trusted friend. <laughs> Ooh, Can women I'm have it so all? into this. <laughs> it is so good. Oh my God, you have to watch it. It sounds so much lighter than my current summer show, which is Sharp Objects, and I highly recommend it. It is so fucking good. Yes, I'm going to do that We kind of next. talked about it a little bit the other day. Uh, well, I think this was actual like friendship talking, not on anything. But we were talking about Jillian Flynn, and she's the same person that wrote Gone Girl, and Sharp Objects is out right now, and is uh, like in the middle of it, and Amy Adams is amazing in it. Did you watch it yet? 
No, not yet, because I am so into The Five, even though I'm the only person on Earth watching The Five right now. It came out in 2016. But I no, Sharp Objects is next. I told you yeah, in our in our not on the air friend conversation, I read I read Gone Girl and then I was like, give me more spice. And I read all of Julian Flynn's books. And um, so I'm very excited for Sharp Objects. It's so upsetting. And I love Patricia Clark. And tell me what my vehicle is. Do I watch it on Netflix? It's on HBO. HBO? Oh, even even yeah. spicier. Uh, oh, Patricia Clarkson. I'm sorry. Oh, oh egg on my face. Egg on my breasts. Uh, egg you, on my stomach. Uh, Jackie, do you mean Patricia Clark, the uh, British biochemist yeah. who lived from 1919 no. to 2011? Or possibly no, you mean Patricia Clark, Australian historian and author. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. I mean Patricia Clarkson from the epic movie Pieces of April, which I feel like no one talks about enough. Katie Holmes. <laughs> oh, Patricia Clark. She was the uh, the uh, warden's wife in the Green Mile, right? In the Green Mile. Walking yeah, yeah. the mile. Names coffee. <gasps> like the drink. <laughs> Only not spelled the same way. Put me in that role. I just came back from San Diego Comic-Con. My favorite cosplay, I saw a dude cosplaying as John Coffey. <gasps> was that he so big cut. and handsome? He was so big. That's a deep Ooh. cut. Ooh, wow. did he have on like the dirty uh, wife beater tee and like the half overalls? Oh, of course. And he also had a... Uh, he had a name tag that said, my name is John Coffey. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to kiss him. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about Sharp Objects. Um, and I don't even remember if I liked Gone Girl, the movie. But I think, was Amy Adams in that one, too? I know it was Ben Affleck. But who was the girl in Gone, in Gone Girl, the movie? I forget. I just remember the book was really good. She uh, She's really good at writing alcoholic women. I yes. got to throw that out there. That's what I love about her. She's so good at it. As, as one myself, it's like, oh, yeah, no, I know that feeling. Oh, yeah, no, that's rough. That's why I liked um, Girl on the Train, too. Not that I've ever been quite in as bad a place as the protagonist of that book and the movie that Emily Blunt is in. Um, but if you've ever had a rough time w- with your relationship with alcohol, you can identify with the protagonist of Girl on a Train. Dude, that was rough. Yeah. Reading that made me like, th- it made me tiny yak. It made me back of the throat yak in my mm. mouth. It made me not never want to drink again. Yes, me too. But Emily Blunt is like, um, is, she's in my top five. I think she is so gorgeous every, anytime I see her. Is she on your pass list? Um, It's a good question. I don't know who... I don't know who's on my pass list, although I admitted to um, Gideon this weekend that I find... <laughs> this is a very deep cut, and I apologize. I talk a lot about Food Network people on the show. I admitted that I find Jeffrey Zakarian to be a little bit of a daddy. Which one is that one? He is like a... Uh, Ugh, really? <laughs> it's, believe me, I'm not proud. I'm not proud. He is like a, um, he's a chopped guy. He's like a, he's always wearing like zip ups, like like sweaters that half zip. Um, oh he yeah, he's like a, a little bit of a daddy. I could see it. I know, but also Marcus, you have to watch him in the shows. He's very good at being like food daddy. He's like stern food daddy. He's yeah. like he's like take no shit stern food daddy. Wow. And I think that it's just that he age he <laughs> he wears his age well. I feel like he's just like a nice like like middle-aged daddy who like works out and his Instagram is like all pictures of him at the gym, which I don't like. But it's like it's like with great reluctance I admit that I think the daddy phenomenon cuz I wasn't into your I wasn't as into daddies as you were, Jackie, but I think that your daddy framework is kind of uh, seeping into my way of thinking. Am I rubbing my daddy on your mommy? Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I am. Rub that daddy, rub that daddy, gonna make a wish on his belly. 
I, in my brain, all the daddies have a gemstone hidden underneath their dad belly that I just want to, like, kiss and rub on and make their hair stand on end. And I say, Daddy, Daddy, give me all the wishes. Hit me with a spatula. I've been naughty. <laughs> Lightly with Daddy a spatula. Trolls. Lightly with a spatula. There are a few perks that come from hosting a podcast. Like not having any pants on at this exact moment and no one can make me wear them. But one of my favorites is getting hooked up with a box of awesome from Bespoke Post every month. These guys are upgrading my already kissable style, apartment, and life one box at a time. It's kind of like a present from myself to myself once a month. Almost as good as my toy and misses that alerts me every month that I don't have to be sober for at least the next nine months. Now you can experience it too at boxofawesome.com. There are tons of box themes, ones for style, grooming, cooking, drinking, or travel, and Bespoke Post has new boxes every month that you're guaranteed to dig. I mean, I wish I could train my box to cook and drink, but who knows what 2019 has in store? With Bespoke Post, you'll always know because you get an email at the first of every month when you're getting it in, letting you know what your box of awesome has in store, and you got five days to keep it, switch it, or skip it. But not like that violent Tommy Knocker leg skip it, because that chachi was caffeine AF. To get started, visit boxofawesome.com and answer a few short questions that will help you get a feel for the boxes that'll best go with your style. Bespoke Post scouts out quality and unique products around the world, delivering them to you every month for under 50 bucks, and it's got over 70 smackers worth of goods in there, and I say, good on ya for down under 50. Yeah, I kept it in. I am still slamming fancy musca mules, and I am being a fanciful hibberty-jibbert all over Los Angeles County. From barrel aging kits to limited edition cigars to beautiful weekender bags, Bespoke Post offers essential goods and guidance for dudes as well as sexy ladies. Whether you're in search for the perfect drink, a well-kept pad, or jet setting in style, Bespoke Post helps you get there, improving your life one box at a time. Yeah, I wrote that story! To receive 20% off your first subscription box, go to boxofawesome.com and enter promo code PAGE7 at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Promo code PAGE7 for 20% off your first box. Bespoke Post. Themed boxes for guys that give a damn. I am proud of myself again for making the least amount of vagina jokes that I could. Box. Well, I'm going to see if you guys can guess. I found uh, an interview, a very fluffy interview with Jeffrey Zarkanian. <gasps> yes. Uh, and he did. they did a rapid fire at the end. And I'm going to see if you guys can guess, specifically you, Molly, considering you know him well, what he chooses on these A or B answers. I'll Ooh. totally know. This is like the quiz I was born to take. <laughs> ketchup or mustard? <laughs> ketchup or mustard? Mustard. Yes. Chocolate or vanilla? Um, vanilla. Yes. Coffee or tea? Ooh. Tea. No. No, coffee. Oh, burger, burger or hot dog? <gasps> um, oh, I think he's going to say hot dog. Hot dog. Yeah, Jeffrey, I Cream love you! <laughs> <laughs> Cream cheese or butter? Ooh. Butter. He said French butter. What the Soda. fuck is it? What does that mean? Thing to what say? does that possibly mean? Why can't it be good old American butter? What's different about he's... French butter? That's why I'm so reluctant to like him because he's bougie daddy. He's like the bougiest daddy. <laughs> Soda or water? Um, Water. Yes. Sprinkles or Jimmy's? Oh. Ooh, God. He's going to say Jimmy's. No? Neither. What? What does he does say? Does he offer a third? He does not offer a third option. He just, he bouges his way out of it. Uh, I w- would never debase myself enough <laughs> to put sprinkles nor jimmies on any food Which stuff is, that I may consume. That's ridiculous because sprinkles provide the perfect amount of crunch. I need a crunch. <laughs> if it's a regular ice cream, I need sprinkles on top. I made a Pioneer Woman recipe the other day that involved taking a regular thing of ice cream, mixing it with a thing of sprinkles, 
and a thing of vanilla Oreos and then just refreezing it, and it was fantastic. Hmm. I highly recommend. That sounds amazing. Yes, what? I've been watching a lot of Pioneer Woman because right around the time Freddie needs to nurse a lot in the middle of the day is when Pioneer Woman is on, and so I've really been thinking a lot about her sexual relationship with her husband. <laughs> Dude, that Marlboro Man is so hot. He is just, talk about lick him off of a spoon, my God. I think that he is too hot for her. She is <gasps> so bland. <gasps> Like, she's bland. She is not bland. (laughs) She is the mother of a million. She runs a whole ranch. She's got other things on her brain. And you know what? I like her style. I like her. I like everything about her, but her sense of humor and her charisma is about as exciting as a bag of pre-shredded potatoes, which she uses often. <laughs> Damn, you throwing some shade. I, I'm telling you, I, I really will like go to bat for the Pioneer Woman, but the more I watch her, and I've been watching her a lot, the more I realize that she's like a fundamentally boring human being. Wow. Mm. But look at how attractive, you know what? Her, her, her male children are becoming strapping. I will say really? that. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> Some of them are in college. I'm allowed to say it. I can say it. I hadn't I hadn't checked in on the on the status of her children <laughs> and whether they have grown into attractive adults yet. She's got attractive children. You yes, know, I agree. And I you I can't like her say whole these things anymore. And I think that that's upsetting. Sometimes you're allowed to say when a child, if you're not in the room with the child, you're not looking the child in the eyes. You're allowed to say, "Hey, you have an attractive child," right? <laughs> I, th- I think you can. I think it depends on what you mean. I think you could say your child is cute. Yeah, I mean, and Jackie, I think you could just possibly say that. But as a man, I'm not sure I could Never. walk in and say. You have a very attractive child. Absolutely not. No, you're, it's a, have you <laughs> noticed? Uh, uh, I asked. Have you noticed how attractive your child has become? Yeah. No, don't don't use the word attractive. You could say like that's a good looking kid, like in a in a really lighthearted way. Like say it once and that's it. That's a good looking kid. And you could say that, and that's the most you could say. What an attractive little girl. My God. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I would love to see you do it though, Marcus. What if you said it with like that affectation like, aha, attractive child it is. Is that okay? My, what an attractive child you have. I think that's fine. If someone said that I'd look you in the eyes and say, Thank you, Marcus, dear friend of mine. But also, I guess we are dear friends. If you didn't know them, yes. you know, in a couple of years, yeah. you could probably That's say key. that to Freddie, though. You could say it to a very good friend, and they know who you are. If yes. not, you are going to be asked to leave the building. Yes. And I'm going to support that. Yes. and I, But it's also nuts. Like, can you imagine me, like, leaning over to a buddy and being like, wow, check out that attractive child. <laughs> If they have specific kind of ringlets, I say it's okay. You know, sometimes it's like, especially with the head of hair, that you're like, I just wish I could rip the scalp off of that kid and put it on my scalp. See, you can't say that either. <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, like, like I, I think there's such a thing as like, you know, like whole families that are good looking and it's not, doesn't have anything to do with being weird about the kids, but like, like that's the thing with Chip and Joe. Their whole family is just gorgeous. Like everybody is just everybody just looks like their best it's just like oh my god that family just looks the best a family could look yes it's the de- connotations of attractive that that's the word that we have yeah. to jettison <laughs> that word yeah we, we definitely have to not say the word attractive absolutely not uh in relation to children absolutely not because the root is attract and we don't want that we i am that put gone. into a box of censorship <laughs> <laughs> no, they were saying the same thing about M.E.K., which is the uh, Jip and JoJo's eight-year-old. And they were like, look at how the, they were saying that she's becoming the spitting image of JoJo. And there were just too many comparisons because at the end of the day, she's still eight. There's only yeah. so much you can look like your hot mother when you're eight years old holding a baby, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that, that right. We just shouldn't ever try to make children grow up into anything like that. And that's also why like daddy daughter things are 
really uncomfortable to Daddy me. daughter things are weird. Real weird. Daddy daughter dances, yeah. Too much I, relationship superimposed onto a relationship that is not that kind of relationship. No. You know what it is is that I don't know how to dance unless my groin is touching another groin or back groin. <laughs> you know, and I and I know that there are ways to do it. I don't really know how to do it and I can't imagine my front butt touching my dad's front butt. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, nope, absolutely not. Have no. you done it? You've never done a daddy-daughter dance, Molly? No, no, and definitely, definitely no, absolutely not. But then why don't they have mother-son things, right? They do at weddings. Well, I mean, we all remember Mother Boy. Yes. From yeah. uh, Arrested, Arrested Development. Development. And I think, and and that's I think why. that perfectly tells you why there are no mother-son dances. Yes, because it's weird, and it's just as weird. The re- the, the thing that with daddy-daughter dances is that the idea is that, the, I mean, historically, toilet flush, daddies owned the daughters until they handed them off to a, a, a you know, son daddy. As they do, um, yeah. My father still <laughs> owns me completely and fully. And I say, daddy, oh. may I use the toilet? And I say, daddy, may I have a piece of cheese? Every time I have a piece of cheese and it bothers the hell out of him. Just constant calls, constant calls. Yes, eat the cheese. Always eat the cheese. Whatever you want to eat the cheese, you can have the cheese. Oh, God. When I I typed in daddy daughter into Google, it did not correct anything like pornography. It just uh, auto-filled to songs. Uh-huh. So daddy daughter songs. Oh, my, oh my God. Gosh. Butterfly oh. kisses after bedtime <laughs> prayer. Little white flowers all up in her hair. That song, forever. <laughs> I know I brought it up on here before, and I haven't oh, yeah. thought about it in a very long time, and now it's going to be in there. God damn I hate you, butterfly kisses. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these make sense. Father and daughter, Paul Simon, Dance with My Father, Luther Vandross, Dance Daddy's Little Girl. <laughs> Daddy's Little Girl by Michael Bublé. Ugh. And then uh, Megan Trainer's Dance Like Yo Daddy. No, thank you. I no. don't want to. <laughs> I No, because Megan Trainer also sings about her butt, and I just feel like... I just don't want that juxtaposition. I think that's a butt song. It sounds like it's a butt no. song. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's a butt, butt song. song. It's sound. I I want you dance like your daddy. Come on, dance like your daddy. Come on, come on and move like your mama. You know you wanna come on. Ew. Try not. Dance like your daddy, dance like your daddy, da dance like your daddy. Try not to dance too much. <laughs> oh, it sounds like she's doing a mother type mating call for her daddy, right? <laughs> like a waggling of the ass until it becomes like what are what are those birds where it looks like like when their ass looks like eyes? So it's like you're looking into the eyes of the ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> My daddy told me how to do my own thing. He said to let it out. Long as you find your groove, be a dance in full. Go ahead and find your groove. Be a dance in full. Make sure you stand out in the crowd and show them all that you can do. Ugh. Be a dance in full. I want you to dance like your daddy. No. Come on. Dance like your daddy. No. Come on. Oh, my God. This sounds like this is like somebody is going to look online planning their daddy-daughter event and they're going to be like oh okay I'll play dance like yo daddy and uh, then they're going to play it and everyone in the room is going to be horrified because uh, it's going to be a sex oh butt song my uh, God. Uh, uh. push down that flow and shoulder roll and shoulder roll I said push down that flow and shoulder roll and shoulder roll <laughs> now hitch to the left no. and hitch to the right no. can you overbite can you old men overbite what no Megan Trainer. wait what does that mean what does that mean? <laughs> that like I understand. You're waggling your ass in front of your father, and then wait. Did you say overbite? Like that be a blowjob thing? Can you old men overbite? I would say it's a blowjob thing, except all of her songs are so they're like ta- like they're like van- not even vanilla sex. They're like PG sex. You no, know? so I don't even think she would go. No, that that's far. like the face when you go mmm, and you like bite your lower oh. lip, right? Mmm. I think you might be right. Overbite sexual mood. <laughs> this is I hope this isn't one of these things that everybody who's younger than us knows. I'm gonna None. assume that's what it is though. I think you're right, Jackie. I think it's a facial expression. 
mm. yeah. oh my daughter mm. waggle <laughs> your tiny ass mm. uh, ew I just grossed myself out that is yeah. um, too much what is wrong Megan with Trainer. Megan Trainer? what's wrong with I her I think that Marcus should have a weekly reading event series though where he just reads Megan Trainer songs <laughs> as if they're poetry <laughs> let me see you overbite <laughs> let me see you can all you old men overbite? See, that's the problem, though, is that she has this song called Me Too, which has nothing to do with the Me Too movement, even though it was all at the same time. But I like it a lot, but I feel like, you know what? I shouldn't even be saying this right now because I feel ashamed. But it's a very sexy song, and it's all about how everyone wants to be you. You know? I think that's fine. I might. I just realized I might be being a bit of a hater on Megan Trainor because I really only know like her very most popular things and really I know all about that bass and I just do not care for that song. Some of these other songs are really like another one's called Bang Dem Sticks. It's just about how she likes drummers. I I want her to stop using language the way (laughs) she does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, bang dim sticks till I'm drummer, sicker than the swine flu. It's like how Jackie oh. writes her Instagram <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, please let me write sex songs. <laughs> don't really need medication. He got a tissue. And when he bang bang, don't need to bug him, but he might be smoother than my, my favorite copy when it plays. What? This is the- <laughs> Marcus, as a drummer, does this make you want to fuck Megan Trainer? No. She says, "I got, I got a thing for our drummers. I had a big chase of my heart. I got a thing for drummers. So, baby, show off all them tricks and bang them sticks." Oh God! If I just, mm-hmm. Marcus, I can only imagine someone staring at you doing the overbite mm, and going, "Bang them <laughs> sticks." Bang them sticks! <laughs> Bang them sticks! Okay. okay. Bang yeah, them sticks! All right. Bang, okay. Bang them sticks! I just imagine it's like okay. animal. Okay. Animal would fuck Thank that you. person. <laughs> yeah, right. It's the song of animal. Bang them sticks! Oh. Megan Trainer, I just, yeah, I just feel like I'm just not certain about the way that she writes her lyrics. I don't, I know she probably, I can tell she writes them herself. Bang them sticks. You know what, at this point, I hope she writes them herself, because whoever's getting paid to write that, it's just like, give me all the money. I'll write it for you. Let me write a song for you. Like, uchi, uchi, grab my crotchy, uchi, uchi, give me itchies. Oh, no, I've got an (laughs) S-T, yes, sex. And it's just like, she's just proud of her STDs, you know? Ahoy! Sunny days are calling at Modcloth, and they are saying, Oh, dang nabbit, wish I could kiss on you, you little tasty cake! Yeah, sunny days are a little sexually aggressive. But you can have everything at Modcloth, from travel-inspired prints to breezy sundresses. No cardigan required. We don't need to cover up anymore. Do it for you who gives a hey! Plus, denim, denim, and more denim. Mothcloth's exclusive collab with Wrangler is all about 70s nostalgia. Rock a pair of flares or a chambray top with fun embroidered details. Cowboy mommies on the horse beat. Seeking out a sleek saddle daddy. Switch my buns, I'll go nay. And don't forget the perfect swimsuit. Find a variety of styles in a full-size range. Their mesh swimmies are to die. Montclaw's signature label is designed for women by women and comes in a full-size range from extra, extra small to 4X. I've been wearing mod cloth for years, and I'm always so stoked that no matter what I look like, I am looking fly. Thank you, mod cloth. We all need you. Got a question about fit? Their team of mod stylists can hook you up with complimentary sizing and styling help. I keep staring at their sun hats. There's this big floppy yellow one and I'm obsessed with it and I just need to purchase it because I shouldn't be scared of someone calling me a pee-pee hat. I just want to be pollinated like a flower. Is that too much to ask? I also really dig their dresses because you know they kind of look like the kind of dress you wear while you're yachting or just 
getting boat railed in general. But I'd feel like a classy lady getting boat railed. Hit up modcloth.com for your classy rail and needs. And for 15% off your purchase of $100 or more, go to modcloth.com and enter code PAGE7, PAGE and the number 7, all one word, at checkout. This offer expires on October 10th. Go get boat railed! Took four people to write that song. Good gravy. (laughs) (laughs) Including Megan Trainer herself. I mean, one thing I was one time I was at a karaoke family. Uh, there was it was a karaoke event, and there was families there, and there was like two little kids singing all about that bass, and it was cute. It's was a it? cute song. It's just her music is just like sweet. You know, I just don't think it's. I just it's like bubble gum. You know, it's like yeah. kind of grating bubble yum bubble gum. I kind of like that song. Okay. Yeah. It's skinny shaming. I'll say that. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but you got a base. Sh- it's skinny shaming as a man with plenty of treble. <clears throat> I did not appreciate it. Whoa. <clears throat> I mean, it sounds like I, I said to you about that uh, that new show, Insatiable, that just came out that has another woman. So Molly and I have been watching Pretty Little Liars, and it is a part of uh, uh, the Patreon, uh, which check it out because we have a lot of fun in it. And every time they show a girl in a fat suit, how are they still allowed to put really shitty fat suits on girls? So there's a whole petition to shut down this Netflix show because it's called Insatiable. It's about a fat girl that loses... Loses a bunch of weight and then goes out for revenge against the people that were mean to her. But she has oh a God. terrible fat suit. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of things that might be fucked up about that show. The fat suit uh, is probably a great place to start, but also the idea that fat, formerly fat women are murderous uh, sounds like not the best. Oh, that's fine. I mean, listen, w- murderous women in general, I'm here for. Like, yeah. shows about murderous women is great, but it sounds as what's is the petition about how bad the fat suit is, or is it about how uh, it's it's fat Molly, shaming? Molly, what is this show all about? What is this? Uh, revenge. <laughs> revenge. <laughs> that's right. It's oh, there's no difference between this and a man who was betrayed. I sub- I I absolutely revenge is my is my top genre. I'm just I'm just wondering whether they deal with um uh, a fat main character in a way that is not totally terrible because fat people are and fat characters are are uh, often portrayed as kind of like subhuman, you know. Yeah, which is ridiculous. I, I mean, I, I, as speaking as, as a token fat girl over here, it's just like, you know what? You can still also, uh, you know, have a great time and get laid constantly when you're chubby. So it's like that's right. the whole thing. So this whole thing, they're saying that it's inspiring and inciting uh, bulimia and eating, uh, eating disorders because the whole reason why she loses the weight is because she got punched in the face and her mouth got wired shut. Oh God, yeah. No, right. The idea that like only I feel like there's an idea with with any former same thing is going on in Pretty Little Liars with a formerly fat character who then gets skinny. It's like now she's her real self, you know, like 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 a, a, you know, fat characters aren't like fully realized until they can lose weight and uh, and then start murdering people and the murdering people thing kind of fun. But I'm just, I, I don't trust this show to do it well. I mean, next thing you know, they're going to be going back and relitigating Shallow Hal. Oh, my God. <laughs> but see, that's the thing, is that at least if you're going to do a fat suit, how has, how has no one mastered a fat suit yet? The closest right. they got was, how you dern? Because you know what? <laughs> she looked pretty great in orbit. As opposed to like this fat suit in the trailer, I'm just like, but it's not good. How have they not gone it gotten any further in making fat suits yet? Right? Yes. Jackie, I want you to right now Google Shallow Hal and look at Gwyneth Paltrow in a fat suit because I guarantee you it has been too long since you've seen this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what have they never seen a fat person before? <laughs> That's the thing with pretty little liars fat suit. <laughs> it's like <laughs> 
people don't look that way. I want to get a picture of Gwyneth Paltrow in her fat suit crying, blow it up, and frame it as a poster. I need it. I need it on my wall. It's just, it's like, it's like you you can be a beautiful woman. They have to make... It's just so strange. They have to make her look so much worse instead of just making her look fat slash, oh my God, I don't even know where to start. How do, like, that the, is, that suits, oh my insulting. God, she looks so bad. Wow. If Gwyneth Paltrow was fat, she would still be like, a beautiful woman with a beautiful face. They made her face. Well, she was crying in that. Here's a, a better picture. That, no, they even, they even <laughs> added oh fat up into her forehead. It's like, that's just not, <laughs> it's like she got weird. She has Renee Zellweger eyes for no reason. That's not what fat people look like. It's just not what fat people look like. <sighs> Oh my wow. god, this is so, it's just so ridiculous. Also, it's just like all this stuff, it's like, yeah, everybody gets fucked, man. If you want to get laid, you can get laid, no matter what. That's yes. it. Yeah, and, and, and all of those things that, you know, that we saw when we were, like, I feel like, uh, um, you know, all the teenage, uh, like rom-coms and stuff where it's like, you'll never have sex if you're fat, it's just, it's just misleading. No, I've always had fantastic sex. That's what this is what we should be saying. This is what should be put, being put out there. Because also, I think in the in the show Insatiable, it's like it just looked like you were boring, and that's why you didn't have any friends. That has nothing to do with weight. If you're boring, you're boring, and you're gonna be boring whether you're thin or whether you're fat. And that's it. Another thing that they misled us about with these rom coms is that you'll never have sex if you're like unpopular. Unpopular people just have sex with each other. Yeah. That's the best part. Great nerdy sex. And you could have oh, yeah, make man. so many mistakes and no one needs to know about it. That's the best part <laughs> about being a loser and having sex all the time. Sex with other losers. One thing that I want you, to, another thing I want you to see, Jackie, and I want all of our listeners to see it as well, is Gwyneth Paltrow putting on her fat suit makeup head first without the body. I am looking and at that exact picture right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I love that they started no. head down. <laughs> Why did they do it? <laughs> 90s, 90s, 90s were a weird time. And speaking of which, I watched a uh, Forrest Gump on a flight. I'm a flight out to San Diego last week. Yeah. Uh, it. How long has it been since either of you have seen Forrest Gump? Ten years at least. Yeah, it's been Ten a minute. At least. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassingly bad. I'm what? a little bit afraid that that is it's true. Like, it's like watching it, like it's a little embarrassing to watch. Watching it and thinking like, we thought this was a really good movie, like a legitimately good movie. And it's still a fun movie, but it's not a very good movie. I think that that's got to be the case with like 99% of movies from the 90s. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. We it's, had terrible taste. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks does not do that great of a job. Like, there are moments when uh, it's like, is he? Like, that's a great one. Like, and oh, gee, he's so smart. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. those are like well-acted moments, but the rest of it is uh, pretty cartoonish. How is Robin Wright in it? Does that, does she hold up? She's actually probably the be- her and I would say she's probably the best actor in the movie. Really? Not Lieutenant Still, Dan? Like, he he's a little Lieutenant Dan's a little over the top. He's just kind of angry the entire time. Yeah, uh, he's another cartoon character, but like an act- angry disabled man. <laughs> <laughs> but really, actually, that Robin Wright, like Jenny, seems to be like the only complex character in the in the movie. That, I feel like the '90s was like like. The 90s was like, let's take on sensitive subjects. Yeah. And then, like, let's just get, like, a handful of, like, ten actors to play all of the different, like, sensitive subjects we can think about mm-hmm. and, and just go so heavy-handed and, of course, have nobody involved in the writing staff that is, you know, like, uh, 
involve like uh you know there was the whole scarlett johansson thing being cast as a, a trans man and then people being like you could cast a trans actor uh, well she backed down like, from that project by the way she's not doing it yeah yeah and i think it's such an interesting like time to be like consider at least having like if not the actors like what about the writing staff like if you're gonna do a th- piece of art about a, a type of person uh, or a person with with a something like have those people involved in the 90s was just like let's just do a really heartwarming film about mentally disabled people <laughs> and uh, you know and then just really just heavy handed it up and like wait for our awards well he knows what love is uh-huh. even though he may not be a smart man really that movie it's it's really funny to watch especially like 90s movie 90s movies with kind of the hindsight that we have about the baby boomer generation now yeah uh, it is two hours of baby boomers slapping themselves on the back for how great they are yes, yes. it is it's baby yeah. boomer porn yeah, yeah it's total baby boomer porn yeah it's like oh there were some bad people but you know most of us were pretty fucking amazing. Yes. You know how great we were? Yes. Yeah, it's it's baby boomers sucking their own cocks for two hours. That's exactly right. The greatest generation. <laughs> now, the greatest generation was pretty fucking awesome. I guess that was the greatest generation. Yeah, the generation. greatest generation yeah. was the greatest generation. <laughs> yeah. 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 Baby, yeah, baby boomers just being yeah. like, we were, oh my God. Uh, Forrest Gump is one of those movies that it's just, normal and then when you think about it for more than like 15 seconds you're like ooh though yeah 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 yeah. I had a lot of time to think on that six hour plane ride (laughs) it's the same with Philadelphia too which is also problematic which I recently rewatched that's also another problematic one where it's like you know there's a there's a lot of gay actors out there that would have killed, although at the same time, man, did I want to just pull on Antonio Banderas's hair, though? Mm. But, right, and like, and it wasn't just that they didn't cast gay actors, but it was like, it was like that, like Tom Hanks was be, was like seen as like a hero for playing a gay person, and it's well, like how brave. Well, yeah. I get that at the at the time, at the time, at the time, I totally get that, and I'm not saying that like Forrest Gump is offensive uh, or really even that problematic. It's really not. Uh, it's just that it's in, an embarrassing kind of movie, like where you just you kind of cringe at uh, the complete and total lack of subtlety or nuance. Right. Except yeah. for Robin Penn Wright, who is who actually plays that character very well. Right. There's yeah. There's kind of a couple different phenomena we're talking about here. One is like extremely heavy-handedly taking on subjects without having the p- other people in the room to like make sure those subjects are handled well, and then the other is just the '90s just fucking swinging and missing on trying to be like artful about shit yeah. and just totally whiffing yeah you know they had a good time with it but at the same time Gwyneth Paltrow looks pretty funny in a fat suit <laughs> she looks super funny in a fat suit oh please everybody please google it please it's please so google good. it it's so good <laughs> but never oh, watch Shallow Hal ever again I don't need I never even saw it I no. think I've seen clips of it because it was always on like AMC or TBS or one of those you yeah know? yeah I'm not even sure I could tell you what Shallow Hal was about if you gave me a multiple choice question it, it's Jack Black and Gwyneth Paltrow Jack Black is a very shallow man he gets like a gypsy curse put on him or whatever where uh, the attractiveness he sees in a person physically is how good of a person they are inside. So Gwyneth Paltrow's character is like, you know, 400 pounds or so but she's like the sweetest, greatest person on the inside. So uh, Hal, Jack Black, sees her as Gwyneth Paltrow. You know, extremely attractive. Uh, Uh. And then eventually the gypsy curse wears off and he's like, ew. And she's fat! And then he thinks about it and she cries and then he thinks about it and then they end up uh, happily ever after. Really? Yes, yes. With her still fat or yes, does she have with to her, lose no, weight? No, 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 no. With her still fat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's. it's got, it's fine. You know, Is it's it? not, it's... <laughs> at least Ian, it's like a, it's a Fairly Brothers movie, you know. Uh-huh. So it's not going to be super sensitive. Um, but on the other hand, Fairly Brothers movies actually don't really hold. Like, there's something about Mary does not hold up at all. Yeah, yeah, it's just mean. Really? Again, maybe. Yeah. Have you watched it recently? No, but I thought it was so fucking funny when it was out. Me too. I thought it was the fucking one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Again, watched it on a plane not too long ago. It's just mean and miserable. It's it's maybe it's just the benefit of hindsight and it was all different at the time. But now the idea that like that 
that it was just like there's cum there's cum <laughs> and like and like it's the it's a find a generation and it was just cum you know it just seems so so basic uh, know, well maybe it's because like we all have like taken that concept and ran with it yeah. over yeah, the years yeah. like especially you know Jackie and, and those in, in Murder Fist yeah, ran yeah, with the yeah. idea like who didn't you have a, a sketch that was the artisanal cum store yes we did <laughs> so yeah, now that's funny though. Yeah, no, that's funny. We had that's many really kind of funny. cum, all different kinds of <laughs> any kind of cum you could ever possibly want in the artisanal cum store. <laughs> yeah, highbrow we were. Don't yes, you worry. Bit, uh, <laughs> yeah, but but there are certain but like there are certain movies that do totally hold up. Like Dumb and Dumber is still oh my as God, funny so today good. as it was when mm-hmm. I was twelve. Yeah. You know? It totally holds up. I love everything about it. Although Dumb and Dumber, not as good, dude. Just not as good. You know, um, Jeff Daniels didn't have the actual part until after they had started shooting. They were already starting to do uh, a bunch of stuff with Jim Carrey and he hadn't actually gotten the part yet. And Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. Really? Yeah, isn't that crazy? That just like yeah. he just had absolutely no idea. They were just holding off and holding off to see if like how Jim Carrey was going to do and if like what he was going to do was going to like offset each other the, in the proper way. And huh. uh, Interesting. and obviously it did because, man, that movie holds the fuck up. And that's why it was sad because in my brain it was the same as Trapped in Paradise, but also Trapped in Paradise didn't hold up. And that made me very sad. Mm hmm. Dana Carvey, John Lovitz, Nick Cage. How does it not hold up? That sounds like a a recipe for a perfect movie. (laughs) Right? How does it not hold up? It makes me so sad. And Dana Carvey is like kind of slow in it. Uh, Well, Dana Carvey was never able, besides Wayne's World, was not ever able to make a good movie. Yeah, he wasn't. Like Clean Slate? That was that movie was very boring. Yeah, and Master of Disguise had exactly ten seconds of funny in it. Uh huh. Yeah, but his stand-up special. So <sighs> I mean that what yeah. you're not into it? No, I love it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I was like, okay. ah, like it's so good. And him on Saturday Night Live was like yeah. my that like when I still when I pictured George Herbert Walker Bush, I pictured Dana Carvey as as uh, George H W Bush. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, same here. I love and it. And Ross Perot. Look at my glasses, the light, the heat, glasses, I am complete. Peter Gabriel didn't want to waste his time looking into your soul holes. He wanted to lick on them frames, son. Warby Parker makes high-quality, stylish, and affordable glasses that start at only 95 bucks, including prescription lenses. Plus, lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. For every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. It'll be just like in Stephen King's Needful Things, except, spoiler alert, hopefully old Warby ain't the devil. Call me now! Everyone I know has always raved about Warby Parker, so I finally tried their home try-on program, where you order five pairs of glasses that get shipped to your door for free, and dude, it was easy as peas! You get to keep them for five days before you return them, which is actually just the right amount of time to immediately forget about it and then remember at the last second and not be charged for them. I really dug the more glasses in sandalwood. It made me feel like a sexy Martin from Human Centipede too. but don't worry, I won't stitch your mouths and your butts together, I promise! It was so quick to get them and so easy to return. I mean, it even came with a prepaid return shipping label so I could just blast it right on back to them, all free of charge. What the ducktails? Ooh, that was a stretch. I loved being able to try them on at home to see if I could muster a hatchet matcha from the one who puts it inside of me. And it did. Try Warby Parker out for yourself and see how good you look in their frames. Go to warbyparker.com slash page seven to order your own free home try-on kit with free shipping all around. That's warbyparker.com slash page seven. Be sure to type lowercase p-a-g-e seven. And if you have an iPhone X, be sure to download the Warby Parker app and try their new find your fit feature. The app measures key facial features through the phone's true depth camera, that sounds sciencey, and suggests which Warby Parker frames best fit your face. Get on it! 
All right, it's time for what? the list. Right. Oh, yeah. Who's on the list? <laughs> Marcus, go have that, that list. list. We've had so much fun that, yeah, we've, we've been blowing through this. I Usually didn't even we know. get to the list 10 minutes before this. Dang. Hit yeah. me. Hit me with your Hit. best list. <laughs> <laughs> Famous people who have had heart attacks. Ooh. And survived. Good. Oh, okay. You know, Bowie had a heart attack in 2004. Really? Do you think it's because he mm. fucks too good? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. If that's a reason to give me a heart attack, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's really one of those. I think a lot of people uh, kind of live a life that they're like, you know what? If I have a heart attack, it's fine because they want to like smoke and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, eat a lot of ham or whatever. But like, <laughs> yeah. Bowie is truly, if I could live David Bowie's life and then have a heart attack and survive, absolutely. Yeah, no problem at all. I don't know. The 70 cent is super stressful. Yeah. 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 A lot of blow cane, but, you know, yeah. good on ya. <laughs> Larry King had a heart attack back in 1987. I'm surprised that he hasn't had like 10 heart attacks. Right? Yeah. He just seems like that. He's just like that age of a, of a man where he's like, and he looks like just a man who's like, oh, my 93 heart attack. That was really a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> but he's oh, always he's yelling about it. <laughs> and he was 54 when he had that heart attack. And that was 30 years ago. That man is the same age since we were all very small children. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. Kelsey Grammer had a t- heart attack back in 2008. I'm watching season two of Queer Eye finally, and the man who says that his style icon is Fraser Crane. Crane. I love oh it. Oh my it God. So <laughs> That's pretty fun. It is so fun. I guess uh, Kelsey Grammer should have had a little bit more tall salad and a l- little scrambled eggs. Fraser joke. Fraser joke. <laughs> 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 Rosie O'Donnell had a heart attack. Man, I was just talking about Rosie O'Donnell because I called someone a cutie patootie. And I was like, you cutie patootie. And I used to say cutie patootie all the time because I really wanted to be Rosie O'Donnell. How far I have come. I have a, a Rosie O'Donnell doll that when you squeeze it, it says, what a cutie patootie. <laughs> you bought the doll? I don't know how I didn't buy it. I think it was given to me. I don't know why I have it. Who made I, that? Where did that come from? That was mass produced? It? Was it custom? It, it was mass produced because I was at somebody else's house. I can't remember who now, but somebody else has the same Rosie O'Donnell doll. Uh that is very it? weird. What did she have a kid show? Uh um, Yeah, was it like Rosie's World or something? Like I remember her as a cartoon. Maybe that was it, because this doll, she's wearing a blue suit, and I think she's got a pink shirt, and if you squeeze her, she says, what a cutie patootie. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of the intro to the actual show. I think that she was like a cartoon character. Oh, wait, this is really weird. The Is it this thing with the big head? That's it. <laughs> That's it. <sighs> it's weird. It's very weird. Freddie, it's going to you when you get big. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah, she already wants it. I, I don't hear think her. Freddie wants it at all. I get think... rid of it. <laughs> you cutie patootie. Oh, no, she doesn't like cutie patootie. She don't want none of it. I understand. Yeah, throw a slinky at her. No, what was it? Koosh ball. <laughs> Remember she just threw koosh balls at everybody with her head on the koosh ball? Aww. Right? Oh, I remember. Man. Yeah. Oh, she's getting mad. You I guys understand. might have to finish the list. All right, that's fine. That's, that's fine. fine. That's okay. Let's see take how it items okay. are. John Mellencamp what? had a heart attack. Yeah, at 42. Didn't give up his chain smoking. Hell yeah. You know, th- you know, everyone <laughs> makes choices in a life, and his aren't always the best, but it doesn't seem like he was too popular in love either. So, you know, <laughs> keep smoking token away and, uh, you know, get yourself a heart attack. Do we like John Mellencamp? I think I like John Mellencamp. I am completely indifferent towards John Mellencamp. Fair. I will not change the. I will not change the station. I will. Uh, I'll always. I only ever really listen to him on the Fourth of July. Hmm. Right. It's like summer music. I guess it is summer music to an extent. To an extent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we good? 
We're good. All right. Oh. Back. She's coming back. I gotta find out what the blind items are. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. Cause it's time for blind items. Ah, we, we can't, can't see them. This former almost A minus list, mostly movie actress turned escort tried to put out a hit on a woman she accused of hitting on the benefactor of our former actress. <gasps> Whoa, Lilo. Lilo put out a hit on a woman that was flirting with the guy giving her money. That's wow. amazing. <laughs> Good for her. Oh, my God. Good for <laughs> or at least tried to put out a hit. I think she put out feelers. Dude, but since she's, like, hanging out in, like, Dubai a lot now. Yeah, she lives there. She's got one. a whole beach. We have to go to Dubai, and we have to go to her beach resort. Please. Yeah, I would I'll do, do great in Dubai. Look at me. <laughs> I remember the Sex in the City movie. I know I, I know what I can do. I can wear heels in sand. That's not true. I also can't even wear heels on flat ground. But Lilo recently just uh she lost her mind at like Insta like two people that worked at a resort were uh they took a pi- an Instagram picture and they were wearing they weren't wearing the same very, very high heeled shoes to match her really skimpy, slutty outfits that she makes them wear. And she responded to the Instagram picture saying that uh, they they better change their shoes or they are fired. I will thank you to never speak of Sex and the City 2, Jackie. I pretend it doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) But Molly, it is a big part of the franchise. Yes, we shall never speak of it again. All right, fair. Next up, and this is an old, old Hollywood item. In the past year or two, there have been a treasure trove of documents that have been scanned and saved to the cloud from the archives and vaults of this nearly 100-year-old studio. It basically just partners up with other studios now, but back in the day, it was huge. One of the documents dug up confirms that long, long talked about rumor that this permanent A-list mostly movie actor did, in fact, drive drunk and kill a pedestrian and that someone else went to jail for it. The document has the name of the person hired to go to jail. Apparently, they only went to jail for six months, but was guaranteed a job for 20 years for doing it. Whoa! Yeah. I want to see this movie. <laughs> I definitely want to see this movie, but the actor sounds like he just didn't give a damn. Tom Cruise. <laughs> no. Oh, who is oh. it? Who said, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Is that Cary Grant? That's Clark Gable. Clark Gable, uh. I always confuse the two. <laughs> Clark Gable killed a man and then paid someone to go to jail for him. Whoa, wow. that's so badass. That is badass. <laughs> that is some king shit badassery. I, def- I want to see that movie from the perspective of the guy who went to jail. They should absolutely make that movie. <sighs> Dude, that's awesome. Like the Coen brothers should Man, make that movie. Yes, oh my God. Yes, and make it so dark and make it so upsetting. <laughs> oh my God, I'm completely on board. I'm completely on board. Let's get it made. Someone write a letter. Please. And then finally, the, okay, so this one's weirded. It's worded a little strangely, so bear with me on this. Okay. Hey, sport. That is the code that this permanent A-list dual threat actor checks to his A-list ex when he wants to hook up. Hey, sport. She responds with a time for the married actor to come over. Think about which couple. Think about famous celebrity couples of the 90s. Think about which man would go, hey, sport. And an dual threat. Dual threat, both movie and TV. And and he was an Academy Award winner. Hey, sport. Hey, sport. Hey, sport. Hey, sport. Because hey, <laughs> I immediately thought of Benifer, but we know it's no, not them. No, no, no. 90s. Because he didn't, he's never done Think TV. Think who, who's a little, a little folksy, but also is in some pretty dark stuff as well. Hey, sport. They were known as like one of the crazy couples of the 90s. Billy Bob Billy Thornton. Bob Thornton. And Angela Jolie still fuck. Whoa. Still fuck. Still fuck, yeah, because yeah, he just yeah. texts her, hey, sport. And then she says, 10 o'clock, my place. Oh, my God. You know, they go. They go good together. They I go think. great together. 
I think they go better as fuck buddies, though. Yes. For sure. And I definitely, can you imagine how great their sex mm. is? Yeah. It's got to be great. I'll bet it's really good. Mm-hmm. He is such a, he's such a daddy. Yeah. He is such a daddy. He is a daddy. I'm totally into it. Also, I never realized, like, I'm kind of into being called sport. <laughs> I think I like that. Hey, sport. I'm like, ooh, ooh. Let me put on my catches mitt. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes it definitely takes a certain man to be able to pull off hey sport because i can't say oh hey, yeah sport. i can't say hey sport yeah no i, I can't. think you have to be like a like no. a weirdly attractive daddy man in your 60s yeah, you, well no i think you could do it younger you can definitely do it a little younger you but you so? gotta you gotta be folksier i'm not very folksy yeah yeah it was weird that wasn't it did bob saget call dj sport in full house or was it Uncle Jesse? Uh, Uncle Jesse's Someone's a sport. Jesse. Uncle Jesse's a sport guy. Yeah, Uncle yeah. Jesse's a sport yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he, I, which I find surprising because it's like I, he is definitely more of like you know motorcycle daddy. But I get, but he definitely pulled off sport. Yeah. My uncle used to call me Skeezix. Like a la <laughs> sport. Like hey Skeezix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of like sport. That's kind of fun. Yeah, it was really fun. I thought, I, I mean, it kind of sounds like skeezy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what makes it. And that's, that's rough. Makes hey, the- hey, little skeezy. <laughs> and like, yeah, 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 uncle, don't worry about me. I ain't looking up the girl's skirts. <laughs> hey, baby skeezy. But you were. <laughs> oh, actually, were baby skeezy sounds like something like a New Orleans pimp would say. <laughs> yeah, you need a cane if you're going to be baby skeezy. <laughs> And that's it. That's all we got for this week. Baby skis. Hell yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And if you want to hear more from me and Molly while we are going down the rabbit hole of pretty little liars and their fat suits and their teen sex, please hit up the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash page seven podcast. And just sign up on there, dude. We are having so much fun with it. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm. My name is Molly Neffel. At Marcus Sparks for everything. Hell yeah. Go look at pictures of baby Freddy because she's the cutest and she's getting all chubby chubs. MJ Cat? MJKL Cat. MJKL Cat. Hell yeah. Love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 